0: Hello my wonderful friends, welcome back to our I don't work here lady. Guys, it's been so, so long since I've read anything from this sub. It's actually been 3 or 4 months. And I've missed this subreddit more than certain members of my family, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Guys, in this episode, there's gonna be two stories. The first story, OP accidentally impersonates a police officer and is called into action. The second story is a wholesome story that involves a doggy daycare. Except not really. I hope you stay for the tales today and hit that subscribe button for future stories. Let's get into it. This first story is titled Accidentally impersonated a police officer. So a while back I was coming home from a Halloween party I'd gone in a police officer costume for no reason other than they let me keep the costume after I played a police officer in a safety video at work so I didn't have to spend any money to go to a party. The costume was very high quality, convincing and realistic. I'd had a few too many drinks and by the time I left the party I couldn't really tell you what I was dressed as or where I was coming from or where I was headed. I was just on autopilot stumbling back to the bus stop to head home As I was making my way, someone seemed like they were flagging me down. They were yelling, Hurry, hurry, there's a couple fighting and I think she's about to stab him. You have to come quick. Still on autopilot, I ambled over in their direction, not in any big rush. So the girl was really floored and kept yelling at me. And I'll be damned, there was a fight going on. I wanted to say to the person who flagged me down, Why, thank you. How considerate of you to clue me in on this awesome fight so I can watch. But I wasn't feeling articulate enough, so I just kind of gave a thumbs up and watched the two people scream at each other. It was a young man who looked as though he'd just woken up and come down from his apartment, and a woman who was dressed for the clubs but looked like a mess. They were screaming at each other, and she kept shoving him and making threats, saying stuff like... It's always $50. Are you really going to make me do this over $50? While the guy kept saying, I'm not going to argue with you, I'm not. It seemed like the people were looking at me, but I didn't have the slightest idea why. Finally, the person who flagged me down said, Well, are you going to like, do something? I was baffled, a bit flattered, but also confused. I was trying to make sense of the situation. Was I somehow involved in this altercation? Did I know these people? Did I cause this fight? But it was clear that everyone expected something of me. So I decided the best course was to fake it until I made it. I charged over doing my best impression of authority while trying to place the face of either person in the argument. I can't remember exactly what I said, but I'm told it was along the lines of Hey, hey, guys, chill. What's the matter? What's happening? Let's just talk. As I got closer, I saw the woman was holding her car key between her fingers and jabbing it out like she planned to stab the man with it. I just giggled and said, Okay, first of all, that won't work. Haven't you ever seen Worldstar? Come on, she couldn't open a can with those. I don't know the first thing about physical altercations. Sober me wouldn't be the slightest bit emboldened by street-fighting videos I watch at 3 a.m. But apparently, drunk me felt qualified to offer advice. There was a moment of stunned silence as the bystanders wondered how I could be so ineffective and the arguing people wondered whether or not I was going to arrest them. When it became clear that I was as clueless as they were, the argument continued. Someone in the crowd said, What? Did you hear that? And someone else suggested, we should call another policeman, like 911. And I was thinking, what? Yeah, of course. I can't believe no one's called the police yet. This is really getting out of hand. Good idea. Maybe I should call. So I'm just slackjawed, watching them again along with everyone else. When someone finally says, stop him, she's gonna hurt him while looking directly at me. I wasn't sure why everyone wanted me to stop them. I mean, I was the biggest guy there, and I'm flattered that they think I could do something, but I thought to myself, or one of you guys could do something, you were here before me. But I figured I must be involved somehow and not understand why, because everyone kept addressing me directly. Maybe I owed someone money, maybe I chatted with one of them at the party, in any case, I was like, I've got to hang out with these people more often. They've got a lot more trust and respect for me than my other friends. I was feeling good from all this attention, and everyone expecting me to be able to handle things. Finally, I mustered up the most authoritative voice I could, and yelled, Cut it out with the key! I told you, that will not work! I had everyone quiet again, so that was a step forward. Now, what exactly is the problem going on here? I asked. They started to explain, but they were both talking at once, and nothing they said gave me any better understanding how I was involved. So finally, I was just like, how do you two know each other? And the guy said, we're friends, we're, we're good friends. She's just overreacting a little right now. In hindsight, the guy probably had some drugs on him, or some other reason to want the cops, or in my case, people dressed as cops, to go away. Because he seemed terrified, even as he was saying it was all fine. As best I could piece together, stopping the fight would make everyone happy. So I thought back to how my mom would break up an argument, and implored them, come on guys, friends shouldn't be arguing this way, let it go. Whatever this is, we're all gonna set it aside, we're gonna sleep on it. Until then, I want you to hug it out. Come on." And I started ushering them into one another. I guess the girl really didn't want to deal with the people dressed as cops either, because though she begrudgingly put her keys down, she didn't go in for a hug. So rowdy drunk me was like, Come on, hug. Anything could happen. Life is short. You could be dead tomorrow. This poor girl thought the police were threatening her if she didn't comply with an order to hug it out. They hugged. And then I was like, alright, where are you guys from? And the guy was like, well, I'm staying at this building here. And I was like, okay, then go home. You two need to cool off. And maybe tomorrow, you'll have forgotten about the whole thing. You go too. Go. Go somewhere else. I said that to the girl as I was vaguely gesturing her away from the building. She started to say something about her $50, but I was too tired and ready to go home, so I was like, Now, you can pick this up again tomorrow. You too, man. Go inside. Get some sleep. It's late. You could hear the crowd whispering in confused awe as I watched the girl leave and watched the guy go inside, just yelling over them if they tried to start up again until they both cleared out, and then stumbling off myself. Then I went home, showered, passed out, and barely remembered any of it the next day, I just vaguely remember talking to some people, arguing on my way home. About a week later, I went to this friend's house again, and someone was there who apparently had been in the crowd, and they were like, oh my goodness, you're the cop who broke up that fight in front of my building. Between you and me, I promise I'll keep it on the low, but were you drunk on the job? You seem trashed. I told her I had no idea what she was talking about, that the closest I'd ever been to a street fight was watching Worldstar on the internet. And she was like, Yeah! You talked about watching Worldstar! So, did you make them hug just to mess with them, or is that like an actual thing they teach police officers to de-escalate things? That got my attention, because what were the odds of someone who looked like me being in this area talking about Worldstar? And I did remember the people I talked to hugging. So I asked her to elaborate, and she recounted the events. The whole thing started coming back to me. I was like, (laughs) Hey, yeah, that was me. I was more focused on breaking up the fight, and not really registering the cop part. So my confused buddy was like, Uh, don't pull her leg like that. Come on, they wouldn't let you be a cop on your best day. And I had to think about that for a second, because he was absolutely right. Finally, I put the pieces together and sheepishly explained the mix-up. We all had a good laugh over it, and I learned never to drink while dressed as someone it's illegal to impersonate, even accidentally, because you never know what could happen. (laughs) Guys, I laughed so hard reading this for the first time. It's easily one of my favorite I don't work here lady stories on this sub, hands down. The way he went about it was incredible. Come on guys hug it out hug it out. I can't believe that worked Things could have gone way worse that night and somebody could have had their eyes poked out with that key I can only imagine everyone's faces as they were watching him trying to de-escalate the situation while slurring his words. This post is gold This next story is titled This isn't a dog daycare at all In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A while back, I was working in an office that allowed dogs. It was an open floor plan, and since customers never came into the office we kept the dog's food and water bowls right by the front door, just because it was the most convenient space, and no one would see them but us, who worked there. Of the six of us who worked in the main office area, I was the only one who didn't have a dog, and always felt horribly left out. To make matters worse, across the way was a doggy daycare. One day, a very frantic woman came in, and she had an absolute massive basset hound with her. Usually the only people who come into the office were associates, who had appointments, but it was rarely brought their dogs. She ran up to me and said, Do you work here? And I said, Yes, how can I help you? And she said, I wasn't sure if you took walk-ins, but I read this online that I could just drop him off. I tried to call, but no answer. I didn't know exactly what she was talking about at that point, and I said, Come again? Who did you call exactly? Thinking if I could saddle her off to whoever it was she came to see, I wouldn't have to decipher her problem. She said, Well, it doesn't matter now. Look, something urgent's come up, and I really need to leave him here. Here's his food he likes, and I'll be back within a few hours. At this point, I wasn't thinking of the doggy daycare. I thought, maybe she was a friend of someone here. I said, Well, alright, can, can I get your name, please? She said her name, and then asked if I needed her to sign in or anything. And I was so confused at this point that I just said, why would I need you to sign something? And she left almost immediately. So I took Otis, the dog, to the back and showed him to my co-workers. And no one knew the woman or the dog. I was worried she wouldn't come back. But at the same time, my wish for an office dog had been granted. And Otis was supremely chill. All he did all day was lie around and drool onto his own ears. I just freshened him up every now and then, took him out every couple of hours, and he was happy as a clam on his big cushy dog bed that we thankfully had an extra of. He just loved attention from anywhere he could get it. At the end of the day, the woman, thank god, came back. She said, Thanks, you're a lifesaver. How was he? And I said, He was a champ, and was about to say, But why is he here? When she said, That's a relief. Most kennels say that he gets anxious around other dogs. I heard you operated at a much higher capacity, and I was thrilled to see that you had so few clients in the room at one time. So, how much do I owe? And that's when I realized that she thought that we were a dog daycare. Now, I probably should have corrected her, but I loved my day with the office dog, and I did want to get paid for supervising this strange dog all day. I just threw out a number that sounded fair and said, that'll be $20. She replied, really? In this very high tone, and I couldn't tell if I'd overshot or undershot, but she happily paid and left. My co-workers were laughing hysterically when they realized what happened, and we thought it would just be a good story for the future. But the next week, she came back. She said we were so much more affordable and less overcrowded than her other place, and she was happy to use us. I was glad for the company, so I just took him. I didn't think there was any way that she couldn't have at least had some idea that we weren't a dog daycare. The whole ordeal was so strange that I just figured, don't question a good thing. Not long after, Otis started getting dropped off two, sometimes even three or four days a week. I was in heaven, he was such a love, and he made fast friends with the delivery guys and visitors. One day, we took our office Christmas card photo and Otis was over that day, so we included him in a Santa hat. It was pretty great. But it turns out, Otis's owner was friends with one of our clients, who I guess happened to have the card out on her table, or was kind enough to display it alongside her other holiday cards. Because one day, Otis's owner came in holding the card and walked up to me and said, I can't even believe I'm asking this, but is, is that my dog in this photo? This isn't a dog daycare at all, is it? It's just an office. She said it with a note of surprise, as though she was looking around and putting it together for the first time. Then she was like, then who are all these other dogs? And I explained. I was terrified that she was going to demand her money back, or worse, take some sort of legal action against us for misrepresenting ourselves as a dog daycare business, or even complain to corporate. Instead, she basically said, why didn't you ever say anything? And I explained that we really just liked having Otis around. She stopped for a minute and seemed to be thinking and said, Is that right? I said yes and told her the story of how I was the only one in the office without a dog, so I love the company. She seemed a little hesitant, understandably, because the whole thing was so weird. She turned to my coworker and asked if I was telling the whole truth, and the coworker backed me up. So she said, While I wish you'd said something sooner, could have saved me a lot of embarrassment with my friend back there. Alright, I have to get going. See you at 4 o'clock." And she left Otis. I couldn't believe it. I said, So... he can stay? And she replied, Where else would I find someone to watch him one-on-one all day for 20 bucks? And off she went. Otis stayed my office dog until his family moved away. Luckily, right around the same time, I took a new job. Now that was a wholesome story guys. I had the biggest grin on my face while reading the story and I hope you enjoyed it as well. On a side note, does anybody know what doggy daycares usually charge? Probably a lot more than 20 bucks, right? And that wraps up this episode of our slash I don't work here lady. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the thumbs up. If you missed my latest episode of our slash I do work here lady, it's right here. We're an owner of a multi-million dollar company is mistaken as a homeless man it's a really great story and you've got to check it out if you haven't heard it already and I'll see you guys in the next one